You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Benjamin Chapman. Happy to be here, as always, although uh, I did want to say I am having an issue with payroll. I haven't received my paycheck um, so far. Oh, so. that's fine. You know, it's probably just in the mail. You know, it's being yeah, shipped I'm from our, our central office, sh- which is in Poughkeepsie, <laughs> so... I, sh- I shouldn't. I shouldn't bring it up here. It's. It's. it's no, you really but, shouldn't. It'll be on your performance well, review. You. We'll, we'll talk about it at the at the company picnic. Yeah. Um. Well, with that uh, HR business out of the way, welcome to everyone. That's our. Uh, that's our classic corporate joke that we do at the top of every one of our podcasts. You should probably know that by now. Everybody um, loves a good corporate joke. Everybody loves that sort of like office humor, but without the jokes. So we are here to deliver to you yet another episode. Of not another origin story, the movie podcast. Right on we... time, pokes. We're gonna have to start this whole podcast over, the whole thing over. Nah, I think we're fine. All right, so um, Batman. Uh, oh so no, Batman... <laughs> we're gonna have to start the whole like the whole literal podcast yeah. over. We're oh, going yeah. back, 1989's Batman, episode one. Here we come. I just watched The Crow. Gotta say, holds up. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh... <laughs> We finally are together. Uh, we had had, uh, you know, great plans to have a guest on, and uh, we pushed back the episode last week because we were going to get the guest on, and then the it just the whole thing fell apart, and it's been kind of a nightmare trying to schedule this. So me and Ben Scheduling found some time. Yeah. So we're just we're recording <laughs> it now so that it's not three months from now and people forget that this. Although it doesn't seem like anyone's forgetting this movie's in theaters. I don't know if you've seen the recent... No, uh, yeah. They're saying that it's over $900 million now worldwide. So it'll be one of the few Marvel movies to gross over a billion dollars. And I think the only one that is not a like Avengers ensemble. Because I believe it's just the Avengers and Civil War that have grossed over a billion dollars. Although it's Thor Ragnarok might yeah, Thor Ragnarok has uh, a box office of eight hundred and fifty-three million estimated. Yeah, uh, so this, one, this one's about seven hundred and fifty, but it has beaten Justice League's entire run. So, it's not really a claim to fame. Um, That's so rough, though, man. Like you got get your whole team together, and uh, and uh, yeah, just eight. no one cares for good reason. Yeah, according to Box Office Mojo, its current worldwide is actually over nine hundred million now. So there's a good chance this film will finish out probably grossing a billion dollars, which is insane in general because that's a that's a lot of money for any movie to make. But impressive, a movie that does not feature any of the, you know, sort of early core. You know, there's no Iron Man, there's no Captain no. America, there's no there's no cameo by anyone. The only yeah, cameo cause... in the entire movie based on like other characters is a uh, after credit scene, so I wouldn't even count that. And it's not even one of the big three. Even like Spider-Man Homecoming, which we covered a few episodes back, had a, a fair amount of, of attachment from like the core it's, Avenger yeah. world with, with, with Tony Stark making a, a solid appearance throughout the entire episode, or the movie. Uh, not to mention references to the strong references to what happened, uh, and, and direct references, direct direct references to like what happened in the larger Avenger movie plotline. This movie isn't devoid of the Avenger world, but it does absolutely stand on its own, which I think which is is a good thing because I know that you and I post had mentioned this before seeing it is that was our major concern with like the Thor movies where it's yeah this is definitely not a like a. You know, as I always call Thor, you know, Thor shipping called Thor colon race to Avengers. Like it was just there to fill the void and to introduce the last character you needed before they made the Avengers movie. This one, I was like, I hope they don't do this is just like all set up for, you know, I was really worried it was going to be like Killmonger comes because he knows there's an infinity stone there and be like, God damn it. They don't mention the infinity stones. They don't mention really most of the characters other than like a few small references to it. Um, Overall, there's not a whole lot of reference to the other movies, and the only characters who really appeared in other films are Ulysses Claw, who appeared in Avengers 2 and Civil War. No, wait, he didn't appear in Civil War, did he? Just Avengers 2, and then Martin Freeman's character, Everett Ross, who appeared in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So not like a huge tie-in, and like I said, there's an after credit scene that includes uh, Bucky Barnes. So not a very big 
you know so it's great that it's been able to stand on its own because that means that means a lot of good things in general for marvel movies that means the fifth or the fourth wave is probably going to start featuring i think this is going to be good because they'll probably start featuring less prominent like mainstream characters and it'll probably open up more diverse characters yeah more minorities and, and female superheroes which will be awesome Speaking from like a boring, like broader you know, PR focus kind of position, this is sort of the kind of movie that uh, that did something like like in the way that Deadpool did by being an R-rated movie. It, by being an R-rated movie, it was like, hey, we proof to the people with the money who are very nervous about spending that money on on risky projects that you can do an R-rated superhero movie. It will not fail because it's R. It will fail because it's bad if it is, but. An R movie works, which I think partially paved the way for Logan to get done. Uh, and I think it's going to pave the way for other R-rated superhero movies. And in, in, in the same way, Black Panther paved the way for... You don't have to, like, sidecar your movie to the Avengers plotline, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I think the one thing that's, that's very cool about... Uh, if you're going to look at it in this sense is... Um, Sadly, this could be viewed by some people as a risk to make a movie about a black superhero, which is, when you think about it, kind of depressing. Sort of the way Wonder Woman was kind of a risk because it's a female superhero. I will say I, I'm psyched that Marvel still, they gave them the estimated budget that people are throwing around is $200 million, which is more money than they gave Thor Ragnarok. So that's pretty cool that they they were willing that they thought that this movie would be a success and they were willing to sink the money into it. And, you know, obviously it paid off for them. They were right. Yeah, but... and it was. I, I, I can't help but harken back to uh, an episode of uh, of Master of None with Aziz Ansari, where he's trying out for a show in which he's going to be on like a sitcom, but he's competing against another Indian actor. And while they like both, the the, the studio refuses to. Uh, to do a show with two Indian leads because then, as he puts it, it'll be an Indian show and uh, uh, other people won't watch it. And I think that's like very good comedy writing because that's probably something that's been said for a hundred oh, years. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, sadly, if you look at it, Hollywood is uh, for a for a city in like one of the most liberal states or sort of like the most liberal city you think of is like you're like Los Angeles, San Francisco, that area. Is you're like that's where like a lot of liberal people leave. Hollywood is so slow to move to, <laughs> sort of being like, yeah, it's okay to make an all black. You know, I mean, somebody pointed this out. I I did not notice this until I was reading a review, but they say like outside of like background characters, like you know, extras that have less than five lines, there's really only two white characters in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I didn't. You know, that's something I didn't even notice when I was watching, but I was like, "That's that's pretty cool." They were able to make a movie that was. So I think that's why it's resonating so much. Is yeah, you know, it's subject matter, it's message, and everything. But it's also, I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah, well, it, it got it got able to get made for a number of reasons. One is that, as we said before, it seems like Marvel's pretty smart with what they're doing when by handing projects to um, unconventional like, like directors, uh, not going like the, the DC route, which is to give everything to one guy who keeps not doing a great uh, job. Yeah. Who everybody <laughs> dislikes, but instead it's like, take someone who only has a couple credits to their name, uh, who shows some serious promise, like, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Takiki who, who made, a uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, or in this case, uh, Ryan Coogler who did Black Panther. Of course, Ryan's got, uh, 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 oh shit. It just fell out of my head. Um, he did Creed. There it is, Creed. Yeah, he did Creed. Which is probably, which, yeah, that's his big movie, which was a great movie. An insanely good movie, and was in, as this movie was incredibly well received. So that is an accolade that I'm sure gave them comfort when making the uh, the investment in this project. But I'm glad that, that they're, they're doing these risks and they're giving this chance because, yeah, this was a casually, like, oh, we're just going to be an all-black cast, and it has important messages about you know race relations and stuff but it's just still a quality movie where shit blows up and there's explosions i will also and it, and yeah, it needs and it something needs... I'm, i was i was such a crazy big fan of that yeah yeah the thing i mean the thing that i was a big fan of is i if you were just like eh, black panther's not for me i don't you know i didn't i don't resonate with the character i have no int- i only like seeing the avengers movies whatever i would recommend seeing this movie for one reason only you can watch the whole movie on mute it is some of the most gorgeous character design <laughs> yeah. 
and locate. I mean, yep. there were times I was watching where I was just like, I just want to stop the movie so I can just stare at like the costumes they make for everybody are so insane and like so gorgeous that I was like, ah, I could, you know, that was enough for me like, <laughs> to love the movie was I have like four or five notes where I'm just like, God, I just want this scene to go on forever so I can keep looking at all these costumes. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to. I'm gonna dig up the actual article so I can I can share. It. I think it's from the New York Times, but they did a, a full breakdown of the costume design that led to the creation to all the various costumes because there's like there's a, there's a sort of coalition of tribes in the plot that live in Wakanda from the other areas, uh, and they all have distinctive style. I mean, there's a, there's a gentleman with like the the massive uh, uh, like uh, lip disc. Uh, yeah. There's sort of that, uh, that that headdress that sort of rises up to a, a, like a peak, and there's uh, there's all these kinds of uh, elements at play, and all of them are sort of adjacent to existing cultural identifying clothing, yeah, and and and, and like religious clothing and cultural clothing from from different areas of Africa. But, like, enough that they've sci-fied them up, too, which is just the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard yeah, of. The, there is this one in the movie, there is a tribe that wears, they all wear, like, it looks like a cape, kind of, that they have, like, slung over their shoulder, and it's, like, a, kind of looks like a blanket, but it's, like, has a design it and stuff. And the whole time, you're just like, oh, that's just, like, their thing. You know, like, that's the way they dress, like, you know, as, like, a cultural thing. But the capes actually, when they hit them on the ground, produce like an energy shield in front of them so they can form like a phalanx wall. And so it's like this costuming in the movie has like it has this look, but then each part of it has like a unique like feature or, you know, form they created just for the movie. So it's I like I said, that part alone was enough for me just to be like, I love the way this movie looks. Yeah. But let's get let's kind of get into this if you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say this movie started and reminded me of one thing. I hate the new Marvel MCU logo. Uh, other than that, it does sort of distract me a little bit. It's like because they show you some of the movie first, and then they get a, they get into that, and it, it takes me out of it. It's I, yeah, I don't I'm like it either because I'm like I don't like that they were like, well, let's get rid of the reference to the comics. It's like oh, why? Like why <laughs> no, are you no. removing like that's what you're based on? So uh, I did not expect the movie to have like a. Uh, time shift right at the beginning like when the movie started it said 1992 i was like does this whole movie take place in the past like i was not expecting that so i was very confused what was happening for like because i'm not very smart guys uh, but i was really confused I was like i don't remember anybody saying this was going to take place in the past uh to set it in like the 90s sort of uh push for like a return to like a, a respect for for african roots which is something I, I i remember as being a young person of course i think we can go without saying that everyone listening to this podcast will understand that the two of us couldn't be more removed from understanding that i literally could not be white as a human being like if i became whiter i would just be a ghost so understand that uh, any of our ignorance comes from a place of, of genuine uh, 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 seeking of, of learning more, but we might probably fuck up. And I guarantee you, right now, in advance, we are going to blow some of these names. Even though we heard them said out loud, we are going to blow some of these names. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even say, like, people's names I know. So... <laughs> yeah, I think we got... I still I still got Gail Godot. Do we, do we still... Do we, it's it's Godot. We still fucking that one up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still fucking yeah. that one up. When we recorded the Red Sonja episode, I had to tell Ben that it's not Red Sonja. <laughs> so, I mean, like, let's just maybe, you know, give us a break. We're real dumb. Like... Yeah. Yeah, just just give us give us that pass uh, that that, uh, that uh, we, we deserve. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, to set it in like the the sort of turbulent like a uh, 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 time of the '90s when it was, you know, I recall there being this sort of return to being like we have a culture and an ancestry that we've forgotten because you know it's got taken away from us. Uh, uh, that, that that it was very this was very common in the black culture, not just in the '90s, but I remember it specifically as being very potent at that time. To set you in that in Oakland was a very cool way to start because you would think that you might would go first for. Hey, we're gonna be in like the throne room of Wakanda, like minute one. Um, yeah, but it, it, it set up the surprisingly, I would say convoluted but complex uh, relationship that that created the uh, Killmonger versus T'Challa sort of uh, balance that that frames the mm -hmm. rest of the movie, um, which I thought was really cool. But I think we spent maybe too long before we returned to it. 
Yeah, I would say that I, I like this movie. I thought it was a great movie. I enjoyed it all the way through. I did find that this movie, and anybody who knows me outside of the podcast, or maybe you've noticed it in the podcast, I have one thing that drives me insane in movies. When you write a movie, I, you should not be able to take out an entire part of the movie and the movies still work perfectly fine. That's why I my, my I am very harsh on The Last Jedi, because you can remove whole parts of the movie, including all of Finn's storyline, and the, nothing in the movie changes, which bums me out, because Finn was like my one of my favorite new characters they introduced. So that's one of my biggest complaints there. In this movie, there's this weird subplot that doesn't need to be in the movie. And it kind of bums me out, because, I don't know, it, like in retrospect, looking at, back at it, this whole thing with like Killmonger and stealing vibranium it doesn't go anywhere because the story you actually want to know is why does killmonger hate t'challa why does he want to take over wakanda what he wants to do and all of that is expressed super fast and then it's just like all right he's he's now the king of wakanda and then you're like well this is going to have to wrap up in the next 40 minutes because you didn't give me any time so i know immediately you're just going to go find that t'challa's okay and there's going to be a battle and that's yeah so i kind of dislike that so much of the early movie doesn't really need to be there and me and ben talked about this uh, a little bit uh when we first saw the movie we talked afterwards and um i've heard that there's like a three plus hour cut give of me this it. movie give me it that they that they're saying that they may actually release this may be the first time they release like the gigantic cuts of these marvel movies but they're saying there's a huge like a really long cut which i'm like i hope that like there's more at the end because the whole thing with T'Challa and Killmonger, that's like my kind. My only real complaint is, it just resolves so fast. There, I found for for in, by movie standards, I found T'Challa and Killmonger's uh, sort of rivalry that then is resolved. Uh, you're right. There's a thinness to it. I didn't find it to be a huge problem. And I don't mean to get totally out of order here, but I think we can just talk about what yeah, we yeah, didn't I mean, like. But the one thing that did strike me after seeing the movie was um, this sort of. Uh, confusing plot line that or, or character development of wakabi played by daniel uh uh Kaluuya. i think he he's he's the lead in uh get out which just won an oscar um he plays the mm-hmm. he's got that draped cloth thing that you said you know kind of turns into shit. yeah he's like the head of the, i think they're the planes people i think is what they're, they were called and, 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 i might be getting and, that wrong. and they protect the border um so they're sort of like they're sort of more removed from the the heat of the capital, which I thought was a cool idea. They are sort of like uh, a, 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 an external force that maybe isn't getting the respect that they need. Yeah, and they're sort of, they seem to be slightly more traditional because like they, the whole idea in the movie is that Wakanda's capital is like Atlantis and like the idea is like so technologically advanced compared to the rest of the world, like the entire world. But they've built like this sort of like traditional African cities around them, so they look like a poor country because they don't want anybody to know they have all this vibranium. And so the, I think I, maybe they weren't the planes, but this group lives outside of there, and it's like sort of so they live in like what appears to be like you know, third world sort of like huts and no electricity, and so it's like they seem to be like more traditional, and that seems to upset the like. But I agree with you; is he has this story arc. That you seem like you're like, all right, he goes from being T'Challa's like best friend to being to immediate, it's like to turning on him, like on a dime. Well, he's irritated and then, at first when they, they can't, they, when he doesn't come back with Claw. But, but, yeah. but his irritation confuses me because it's, it's Claw killed, Claw is directly responsible for T'Challa's father's death. Yes, it's also uh, Wakabi's king, but it's his father. So well, I think for... he might have actually killed Wakabi's dad because there's a reference in the beginning oh. of the movie that when Claw stole a bunch of vibranium, he killed thirty something uh, Wakandans at the t- at the time he left. He blew them up, and I think it's supposed to be implied that someone that Wakabi knew died. Either it was a relative or like a close friend, and so he wants revenge, and he's mad about that, and he's mad that they never caught him before, when the old king was king and he's mad then when the new king so then when killmonger shows up and this these are going to be spoilers if you haven't watched the movie but i'm hoping by now you have uh killmonger kills claw and brings the body and like instantly wakabi's like well i'm with this guy it's like well i i get that you like that he had results but his turn is so fast and like clearly there's something wrong with killmonger and he's like, he's not even really a member. He, he's not Wakandan. 
Like by their standards. Yeah, he, he's, he wasn't born in Wakanda. He technically has he only has royal, this tattoo because blood. his dad gave it mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, but it's like he doesn't. He was never part of. So it's like weird that he's like, I'm gonna back this guy who knows nothing about our culture, nothing about what we stand for, but I'm gonna back him to be king because I'm I'm mad the first guy couldn't kill. Clark. And ultimate, which is sort of like I'm mad. It's not like he didn't go. He did, and he failed. Like, I mean, that's different. You know I mean, that's different than being like, had he had uh, T'Challa not gone at all, then I'd be like, okay, I kind of get the turn more. But it's just like, well, T'Challa just fucked up. Give him a break, man. He's been king for like a. It's a very Shakespearean kind of script in that if you read a lot of like Shakespeare, a lot of the characters swing wildly into into action, into revenge, and to into extreme emotions, and that's kind of where he goes. Yeah. He swings hard, and it's crazy considering that his apparently his love is someone who is obviously going to be and is conflicted about a new king all of a sudden, and the and the new king's day one plan of destroy the world. I mean. Yeah, it's not even like he's like, we're going to help everybody. He's like, we're literally going to murder everyone. Yeah. It's like his plan. And you're like, this is a horrifying plan. Like, I don't, I, why would anyone agree to this? And he's like sending weapons. Like, it's not like he's sending weapons to like any like specific. He's just like anywhere. I'm just sending weapons out. And it's like, okay, you can't really do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's just sort of weird. Like his plan makes no sense. Like, um. Uh, Killmonger's plan is not, like, the most well-developed. Uh, Wakabi's change in heart is not that well-developed. And the thing that bummed me out is, um, you know, there's, like, the, the message of the movie, it seemed to me, which, again, the movie was not made for me, was sort of, you know, like, Wakanda is keeping everything to themselves, and they need to help everybody, you know? you got to be, like, inclusive of everyone. And Killmonger's the opposite. Like, he's going the other way. But what's weird is, like, everything wraps up so quick, and there's no real discussion of the two, like, arguing viewpoints. Like, they, like nobody really seems to make a big deal about the fact that, like, 200 Wakandans just murdered each other because they were on opposite sides of a choice. Like, I, I felt like they, they missed a chance to have, like, some gravitas to the action, like, to the action finale, where it's just sort of weird. Like, it ends, and everybody's like, all right, that civil war's over. And it's like, well, that's kind of a huge deal. Which, again, is probably the edit, but that's why the beginning part bums me out so much as I'm like, I wish they had just gotten... I feel, I feel confident down that there are a ton of scenes with Wakabe. I imagine, yeah, they must have cut all there. that yeah. out. Yeah, because, because he doesn't have a ton of scenes just net. Like, he doesn't have a ton of screen time in general. So for him to, yeah, to seem so loosely affiliated with whoever seems to be helping... Whoever seems to be just looked at, looking at him in the right way that day... Yeah, he's like Trump. It's like if you bring him a sandwich, he'll just agree to whatever you say. You know, it's just like very weird. Term. But that said, uh, you're talking a bit of sort of the overall the overall plot line and the villain. But and I've heard some people sort of um, a little bit less impressed with Killmonger and his plan. And I get I get that I get what you just said. But let me tell you how fucking just while watching it and in my head afterwards, I I was so amped about is there was an easy script to this. There was an easy. Very simple script you could have written for this movie. And they did not do that script. Because to me, that script would be like, um, Claw has like an army behind him. And it's a bunch of, you know, white dude mercenaries. And they're sort of, you know, a metaphor for colonialism showing up and yeah. fighting Wakanda. And all the Wakandans are the good guys. And they're all perfectly good, like upstanding people. And they get into a fight with these white assholes and they, you know, these colonizers and they, they wipe these terrorists out or whatever and they win. That's the, that's the avatar plot line, right? That's easy. But instead they decided to do all of the sort of gray characters, all the characters who are sort of, you know, not good, not bad. And the straight up villain characters like Killmonger, all of them are in house. All of them are Wakandan or Wakandan adjacent, right? They're all part of this nation, which makes the whole movie so much more rich when you have like because because Wakabi earlier in the in the movie when they're having just a conversation is talking um T'Challa's talking about refugees and he and Wakabi's like refugees just bring their problems with them and I was like oh shit man like that like (laughs) that's a pretty shitty like especially in today like talking about like Syrian refugees I'm like that's kind of a shitty that's a that's are you are you not a good guy like I'm not sure anymore you know that's kind of a shitty thing to say so, but they put all of that in Wakanda rather than just painting it as this utopia and everybody in it is is just nice and great and all these like assholes are outside of it. They put it all in, which I think is the 
perfect way to do it. Yeah, I, I, the thing that I was impressed with was, again, even if they kept it, it like you say, in-house, they could have done an easy thing, which is just Killmonger wants to take over Wakanda to get back at T'Challa's dad sure. for killing his dad. Like, he just wants, that's all he wants, is to be the ruler of Wakanda, and then he starts making a bunch of unpopular rules or whatever, and you could do it that way. There is, like, a really cool dichotomy of sort of being, like, him being the, the catalyst for T'Challa to realize to be, like, okay, I realize what Wakanda did, you know, was doing wrong, and it creates this idea as, like, is Wakanda, while it's great if you're Wakandan, it's not great if you're not Wakandan. And it's sort of, you know, I, I the analogy is pretty clear, but I thought it was very cool they did do that. And I did enjoy, I mean, I, I will say, one, they managed to make Killmonger's name not stupid. So I give them, that's all the credit they'll ever need. <laughs> they explain how he has such a ridiculous last yep. name. It was really, really impressive uh, how they pulled that off. And his kill count, sort of tattoo thing that he's got going on. Yeah, where I, I'm sure you guys have seen that where you, people, they like insert like beads under their skin and then it heals and you have like a permanent bump there where it's underneath like just the like first couple layers of skin. He has them all over his entire body like he takes his shirt off and he must have like 400 of them all over his chest, down his arms and he's like each one of these is for a kill and it's like that's cool like he's got like this sort of tribal you know connection back but you know and he like is like i learned i went to the military just so i could do this so i could come and kill you and all this stuff and he has an interesting storyline uh like i said my biggest complaint is i wish they had spent more time on that stuff yeah you're right because like i wish it had been more wakandan like i know that these movies always have to do this where they have to go to like a foreign location because that's how you make money in a foreign box and that bums me out you know because like wakanda is not a real place but i kind of wish they just spent more time with wakanda or just chasing killmonger and like why why we're pursuing claw and watching him be interrogated and trying to figure out his his motivations just for him to end up in a body bag as like a token like halfway through the movie that's that's what was weird is like the whole the movie starts with um the flashback, then it goes to, I think it goes next to uh, T'Challa getting, uh, picking up that woman, I forget what her uh, name Naki, is. Uh, uh, it's uh, Nakia. Nakia? Nakia yeah. Is that mm-hmm. some? Uh, he goes and picks her up because she needs to come back because he is going to, she needs to be there for the ceremony when he is set up to be king. And then it goes back uh, to michael b jordan's character eric killmonger and he's at like this museum and uh him and claw like orchestrate this heist so they can steal this vibranium and it's like oh okay that's cool that's gonna come up later it doesn't the the stealing of the vibranium is only in the movie so they have a reason to arrest claw and then he can be interrogated so that martin freeman's character questions t'challa about whether or not wakanda is actually rich so it's like this weird like thing that i'm like i don't know if you needed that like you could remove so much of that also i this is something I, I was curious if you got this vibe did this feel like a james bond movie to you like in the first half uh yeah i mean there's there is a there are a lot of gadgets and uh yeah there's i mean they straight up like name like they don't name check it but she says i did this sort of like those uh spy movies dad used to love yeah yeah but like there's this scene where his sister gives him all of this i think her name uh yeah uh 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 uh, suri Uh, zuri zuri no no, sorry Um, shuri is her and zuri is forrest whitaker's character they're very close. Ugh, They're very close. Geez. But yeah, Shuri is his sister. I'm the worst. And, and she's um, an existing character from the comics, but she is not uh, a sister in the comics. I'm not, I'm not pretty sure. No, I think she might be. I can't remember now. But I know that she, in the comics, is much more like, uh, 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 she's much more, she's older and she kind of, she wants the Black Panther mantle. She wants to be the first female Black Panther. And she is for a time when, uh, when T'Challa is wounded in a fight. Uh, but in this one, she's a lot more subdued. She's way less interested in traditions, and she's like, kind of like a, yeah, a cool she's team sort of like who the... needs her own fucking movie because she's my favorite character in the movie. I think. Well, she does like this whole opening with like these gadgets and stuff, and then when they go to the South Korea and they go into that like gambling den, like the whole shot of them opening the door and walking in, I'm like, this could just straight be out of like Casino Royale. Yeah, like, yeah. It felt like the whole beginning of the movie was a James Bond film. They're jumping from location to location. They have a mission. They're doing something like they're doing stuff undercover. It was interesting. That scene also includes uh, what I thought was one of the like 
funniest jokes. Like, because this movie, I will say, is the least funny of any Marvel movie. Like, this movie is is pretty serious. There's not a lot of quips in it, even during stuff. Wait, wait, just wait. wait like, I, just to be clear, you mean to say that it it isn't written to be as funny? Yes, yes. No, I'm not saying like it's not funny because they it failed. failed. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. this. This movie does not, like, it's not like an Avengers where it's like, yeah. you know, T'Challa punches some guy and is like, you just got T- Panthers. T- you know what I mean? like, <laughs> T'Challa is not known for his jokes, but 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 Shuri, uh, Shuri does most of the humor in this movie. And yeah, it and lands. there's like some yeah. light jokes, but compared to like the movie that came out before yeah, com- this, compared Thor to Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok. which was just a legit comedy, which is a fucking a improv night compared to this. Yeah, but this movie, one of the, I thought one of the funnier jokes is uh, Claw shows up and he's supposed to be uh, Martin Freeman's posing as a buyer to get this vibranium. And he shows up and Claw shows up with like all these guys and Freeman's character Ross is like, wow, that's quite the entourage. You, you got an album dropping soon? And Claw goes into this thing about how he has a, he's getting ready to release it. He's got a single out. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, and he, he, he turns around, like snaps his fingers at one of his henchmen. He's like, give me the SoundCloud link. And all of a sudden they could, they, and, and Ross is just like, I was joking. Please don't make me listen to <laughs> yeah. music. And it's like such like a great reaction. A good, but I was like, yeah. and that's Andy Circus, by the way, which didn't even dawn on me for like half of the movie. Like when I was watching it. First of all, that dude got fucking jacked as shit. I mean, he is huge in this movie. Who he is that? Of, is like, Andy Circus human? Like, I don't want to spend that much time talking about one of the only like two white guys in the, in the movie, but it is like well, I mean what it's just crazy when I saw like, him I was like that's that's the dude who was that's Golem like, he looks so big that's, that's Caesar from the fucking Planet of the Apes movies like what in the shit yeah that's uh fucking the wasted uh <laughs> what's his name I can't even think of his name now he was so pointless in those Star oh, Wars oh Snoke movies. yeah Snoke yeah but um he is also like I find him creepier than Golem, just like his face. In the he plays a good like man, they, yeah. they do a close-up, and I was like, not okay with this. Please back up. But his thing, like, and that whole scene is like, while interesting, didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, it's a shame, because and that's I what... don't... I had the same problem with, with some of the other movies, uh, with, like, Rogue One, I had the same problem, where I, I like so many of the individual scenes on their own merit, but stitched together, like, yeah, you're right. Like, a, a chunk of it could, could go, and the movie would still make sense, and that is frustrating. Um, but yeah. individually, like watching Michael B. Jordan like uh, move through, and I was reading something from the director uh, about about going to see exhibits like this and having this sort of feeling like he wanted to smash the glass and take a tribal mask. You know, I thought it was so cool that he wrote yeah. that in. Like it, it, it felt like it meant something to the director and to and to whoever wrote the script, which I think may have been him. But um, yeah, I thought that that was that was one of the lines where I was like. Uh... I could tell that, like, the movie was going to be, if this makes any sense, like, I was like, ooh, they're nailing, like, a, a feeling is when he's in there and he says something about, it, like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to get that. And she's like, well, these aren't for sale. And he said, well, how do you think you got Yeah. Them? Like, you know, you they weren't yours. <laughs> he said, they're, yeah, they're, they're ours. Like, he said, I'm going to just take. And I was like, I was like, ooh, they're really going to do something with this movie. And I was, like, impressed. And it is very cool. And they kind of give him that mask that he wears that's sort of, like, reminiscent of a costume he had in the comics for yep. a little bit yeah which is so that's like a cool i mean their inclusion of some of the stuff from the comics is very cool they gave claw the uh, sonic yep. arm but it's like a robot in this instead of like that weird fucking like satellite dish he has in the comics and claw is also like a fucking stupid character he is like mantic in the comics but he was pretty cool um so I was like, I was impressed they kept so much of it. They kept the idea that Wakanda for a long time hid that it was wealthy and that, you know, nobody knew that Wakanda was like as good as it was. So they hit a lot of the notes of the comic, which I was super impressed with. You know, and, and they're, speaking of like the relationship with the comic to this movie, um, there were some choices that were made that I think were a big improvement. One is that um, uh, Nakia and uh, uh, I think at least one or two of the other female characters in the comics were part of a basically harem that was being that was that was a a women not necessarily a harem but like a a group of women that were being sort of like uh 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 uh, taught and 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 raised to be eventual wives or a wife to the to the king now t'challa rejects this tradition when he becomes king and 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 sort of you know throws that whole 
group away. And in fact, it turns it into like a fighting force, which is cool. But um, but and so they do not go that way. He's an ex. She's like Nakia's an ex, an ex girlfriend and stuff. And I'm like, that's way better. I'm a big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way way less that, more like way. That would have super fouled some of like the most badass fucking like uh, we haven't even talked about um o- Okoya uh uh who again I might be butchering that name uh uh who's yeah I will also say. I saw this movie two weeks ago, so I'm lucky I remember anyone's name because I have like the worst memory in the world. For those of you who forget, she's, <laughs> so, the, she's the head of like the guardsman, uh, uh, and she looks fucking. Her Jesus costume alone Christ. is like my third note is holy shit! This woman's costume is the most insane. Like she has like the gold neck, like those like sort of rings that you see like in tribal, like in you know, like when I was a kid, National Geographic and stuff like. That they wear those, I mean, it just, her whole costume, like, the armor is, like, not armor, but it looks armory. And it's not, like, that, like, gross, you know, fantasy armor where it's, like, check out them boobs. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, like, it's, you're, like, exactly. it, like, she looks badass, but she also doesn't look like, you know, like a dude and, like, aren't, like, she looks, like, feminine, but badass at the same time. And she has this cool staff she carries around. And, like... She's one of the best parts. One of her, like, her, like, chest piece is, or, like, kind of like a waist piece that comes down is all, like, beaded patterns, which is a very, like, like, type of, like, African art for for clothing that it has about a hundred different variations depending on probably what region that you're in, but it looks so fucking cool, and I'm just so, God, it's so amazing. The the scene where T'Challa is going to become king and they are like, does anyone have any... Qu-? And they're, they're like on this waterfall and there's all these people. I was like, I could just... If that was just a movie in and of itself, like 30 minutes of them just slow panning that crowd, I would watch that movie. The costuming is so absurdly... I mean, it's just so good. And it's like so different and like unique and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things is the uh, like the gorilla tribe that's in the mountains. I was going to bring them up because they're also, they're oh. also a proper... Uh, fix that we'll call it for this the, the storm one because um, are you familiar with the the actual character uh, that uh, Mumbaku plays? Um, so no. he has a full role uh, as a character known as Man Ape. Oh, that that's not cool. Go- that's <laughs> a good edit, Ryan. <laughs> I feel like that was a smart choice. Now, in the comic, they respectively, have... he is like a yeti. Like giant, like like mountain yeti kind of like not he's not a yeti but he wears like a costume that oh. makes him look like a yeti. Oh, okay. Like, it's, I, it was like it was like he's a legit. No, it's yeti? it's all white fur and he has like a white like it, it almost looks like he like skinned a yeti and is wearing it, which is not which is different. I mean, who but, wouldn't? But but yeah, like man ape, it would be pretty fucking rough <laughs> to edit into this movie. The, yeah, that that'd be like a hard sell. <laughs> like when you'd be like, ooh, uh, do they have when they go to the mountain? Uh, people at one point in the film there is like an exterior shot like whoever created yeah. the way their city yeah. looks that dude i or woman i hope gets because let's, let's run the fuck down there is this it's like this long like it's like a plank but it's a building and it comes out of the side of a mountain and from the bottom of the mountain reaching up to hold it is like this big gorilla statue and it's like screaming and when they show it it looks so badass you're just like oh and then the throne room, these guys, all those like suspended bones, like creating that like that like yeah yeah, and it's like wide open. There's like no wall, so it's just like they're in like this frozen part of this mountain, and they're all just hanging out. Like putting aside cultural relevancy, putting aside like adaptation. Oh, I'm just no no no. no, no. What I'm trying to get to is just putting aside all of that. I'm just like a fucking sucker for good like fantasy shit, like cool set design ideas, like like guilds and yeah like i don't know if any of that oh, stuff actually so has any significance dope. i'm just all but, about it yeah yeah I, like i said that's the part like i have no idea what any of it means like when i'm watching i'm like i'm sure this is like sweet for somebody who knows anything but i'm like just from being a dude who loves looking at art like this is this movie's fun and, and i should also point out because i realized that just now as we were talking um when mubaku shows up for the fight where he tries to defeat with t'challa uh in that waterfall sequence um he puts he pulls his mask on and it is like a gorilla mask. Like it is it's Yeah, like, yeah, which is like creepy. So shit. yeah, and, and it's a really cool <laughs> one. And but it's cool that they're like paying homage to awkward as it may be, the man ape <laughs> like a uh, a uh, character Yeah, the this sort of you're just like <laughs> mm. I'll tell you something I was super psyched that they kept in this movie, which I was wondering because Marvel's had like a weird thing in the cinematic universe, which is like 
they were like, oh, Thor is not a god, because that would be insane. Even though they keep referring to themselves as god, which is a weird thing to do if you know you're not actually a god, is to refer to yourself as yeah. what I mean. That'd be like you just being like, I'm going to start calling myself a god. And they were like, they were like, no, no, they're aliens with science. It's like, okay, I don't understand why they're the god of anything then. But uh, then they did uh, Doctor Strange, and they introduced magic. So I was curious what they would do, because one of the things that makes the Black Panther who he is is he can drink this uh basically like this narcotic and it allows him to enter the spirit realm and he can talk to all the black panthers and all the kings before him so he has like the ability to pull on like this huge mass of wisdom throughout the ages and that's what makes him like as wise and as smart as uh, the black panther is is because he has like you know this huge network and i was wondering if they were going to keep it and they did and they use it very coolly mm-hmm. yeah in this movie i I really liked it is he goes and kind of meets his father and then later when he goes back after he finds out what his father did he sort of chastises his father and it's like this kind of moment where he's like i'm not gonna follow the old traditions and that scene though is when his dad walks up and there's all the old like black panther kings behind him and then there's literal just a bunch of black panthers like walking with them i was like that's a sweet look yeah and that they that also gave him the vessel for what I thought was a super cool moment, which was that when uh, when Killmonger takes over the the role as throne and they give him this same ceremony and he's taken to this place, it isn't this ethereal ground for all the descendants who were raised in Wakanda. It isn't like where they're standing in that like realm is looks like Wakanda, and and it almost implies by what happens in this scene is that what that looks like might be different. For each person like it might be their interpretation of yeah of this sort of like heaven like or if it's even real oh, sure. at all, or if it's just some sort of like hallucination yeah, absolutely in, in either case for killmonger it's his oakland apartment you know like which yeah and that scene is oh, very shit. like moving because you kind of get the feeling that like while his dad's talking to him it's like he's like this isn't what i wanted like i wanted to take you back to wakanda as like a son of Wakanda. I didn't want you to go back as a conqueror. And he, cause at the end his dad's kind of crying. You kind of get the feeling that he's like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't what it was supposed to be. And so it's kind of like interesting because even in that moment, Killmonger then just like doubles down. Like he's like, Nope, still sticking to my plan. Even though I should maybe rethink it. Cause I feel like my dad was kind of like, I, I, you know, this isn't what I wanted, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's very interesting. That part was even though we cool. get some of this thinness later on with Killmonger as a villain, where it's he seems a little. I, would, I don't want to say he seems one dimensional in his final fight, but there is sort of this like you, you don't fully understand his motivations at times because he's just so like turbo evil at some junctions here in the movie where he's like give everyone yeah. weapons, blow the world apart, take it back from those who took it from us. I understand those motivations a bit, but um, it's kind of. It's, like, so broad, his yeah. plan, that you're just like, hey, this makes no sense. Like, he would have to know he's arming people he should But despite should all that... You know what I mean? Like, because he, he appears to just be like, send it to anyone, and we'll be we'll figure it out later. It's like, ah. Despite all that, I get, like, a Magneto, uh, Professor X kind of vibe from T'Challa and Kalmar. Yeah, yeah, sort of, which, yeah, two different views of Which has always been, like, my go-to when, when, when describing, like, a good villain. I always think of Magneto. I mean, throwing away some of the fucking weird shit that happens and like ultimately in the comic book story and sticking to the core points you know Magneto is that character where at times you're almost like I kind of get it like you kind of you get where he's coming from you feel a little bit of his anger and you you sort of see yeah and sort of his backstory yeah of like you know they, they made it that he was like a Jew who survived the Holocaust so you're like oh I get it you, you saw the worst of humanity like, I'm not yeah yeah, so he's like, he can't, he can never see anything else. And you're like, ooh, I get it. So I'm torn because I agree with him. Like, people are fucking the and worst, so, you know? And so, 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 so the director provides this, this, this avenue where you see the, 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 uh, the villain who is, like, genetically lined up to be royalty, but grew up in, like, inner city Oakland and had to fight, claw, and tear his way up. In a way, it's as if the Wakandans have like a privilege that he never had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, yeah, which I definitely think is exactly. It's such a good, but it's layered in again. It's in house. Oh yeah. It's so good. Like it's so like, I imagine if I saw it again, I'd catch wings. Yeah, absolutely. But I was really impressed by that. 
that again there are these chances to do easy sort of plot lines that come come very easily but it's harder to build this sort of layers of where characters are not good and but they're still part of the plot but uh, and still part of the culture and the world that the hero is from but not without being understood in a way i uh, just yeah that was that was the part like i got again i'm like fuck that's like yeah, there's some spots here or there that I wish they had gotten tuned up ultimately in the script, but there's so many pieces that shone brighter to me than those little um, gaps that I was just crazy. I'll about. tell you one thing that did get me though is uh, when Killmonger shows up. Basically, he has a, a tattoo that identifies him as what they call a war dog, which is a like a Wakandan who is sent out into the world to be a spy. He has that tattoo. And he has a ring. And they're like, well, he's got to be that guy's son. I'm like, you guys have no other process of yeah. determining who a person is? If I just found that ring and figured out how to get myself a tattoo, I can be like, I'm just king's I will son. say that. It's like, how about you guys have like a 40-minute vetting yeah. process where you ask him a few questions? <laughs> like, just the ability to have like a ring and be like, I challenge you for king. I'm like, I feel like you guys need a slightly better process. And then, and then having a waterfall fight determine your 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 next line of government is yeah hmm, I, <laughs> maybe not great felt like yeah it sort of felt like that scene in monty python where it's like i don't know if fighting to the death is yeah. a great way to determine who the ruler of a country i, I was is. thinking like guys i feel like this is kind of like the electoral college of uh of wakanda here like it, it's sort of outdated yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah we should really it's pretty massively it, uh... flawed and easily exploitable <laughs> yeah so easily exploitable <laughs> Yeah, just just a ring and a good punch, and you can be king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you need is a guy to be having a bad day, and you're king all of a sudden. And then you can just be like, "I declare war on everybody," and no one there well, can be there like, we go. No? "Off to war." <laughs> yeah, like we got to do what he says. I mean, maybe create some form of government in between the king and the people. Um, uh, there was also a scene. I, I'm sure I was wondering if you thought the same thing I did. There's a scene where Martin Freeman's character he is shot in the back. He's taken to Wakanda to be healed. Which, this was like a scene where I was like, wow, Wakanda, kind of dicks. You can heal spinal injuries in two days, and you're not telling the rest of the world that? Like, I get not wanting them to have vibranium weapons, but you can't figure out how to I had the same argument. technology I had the same argument with my wife when uh, we went to see one of the Harry Potter movies. I was like, fucking, these guys are straight up magic, and they can solve anything. (laughs) Why? But they're just like hanging out and, you know. (laughs) Just fighting themselves. Having broom fights. It's kind of bullshit. (laughs) But, um... He wakes up and he is being shown around uh, by Missouri, Shuri, Shuri. Missouri? whatever, Shuri, and um, she's talking about these trains and how they work. And she says, "Oh, well, I created this thing that deactivates vibranium, so you can move it." Which I was like, "I don't understand why you can't just move vibranium; it would just absorb all the." energy of moving i don't understand like i guess it would it goes off but anyways she's like these things turn it off like did you immediately think you were like ooh, chekhov's uh vibranium deactivators because that's what i wrote I, in my note i, I was like I did the second they did that i was yeah. like yeah i was like that's the climax of the movie they'll they'll somehow fall down on the track they'll both be wearing black pants straight up though and it'll deactivate it could have been dumber it could have just been like they land in like an area and it turns their suits off and they have a fist fight but it was like it would be like if you just like swung kryptonite by superman on a rope and like every now and then it would swing past him and he'd be really weak for a minute and then it would go past and you know yeah it, and it was like dynamic it, like it deactivated it by like making their their clothes disappear and i was like shouldn't it just deactivate the property not like literally make it cease to exist dick just flopping like, out in the middle of <laughs> yeah like i was like uh, yeah and i was like what happens when it closes back up if it's still out that was a scene that i was just the, like uh, like that's weird these are the important things to think of yeah well here was the scene that i thought was really bizarre was they they steal a ship and there's like this thing in the movie where you don't have to be in a vehicle to control it you put this device inside of it it lets you fly it or drive it or whatever so martin freeman a character used to be in the air force so he's flying this wakandan ship and he has to stop these weapons from getting away he's down there and uh some guys come to kill him and they're shooting through this glass and there's one ship left and he's like no i gotta get it so put me back in this thing he he knows that they're gonna shoot through the glass and kill him but he wants to blow this up why the this is what got me was he succeeds and it's like they still haven't blown through the glass and then he runs away they blow up the room and then he's never seen again so did he die like it's so weird there's not like a little button on his story and why he even needed to be in that part like i that whole part was like kind of weird because i'm like 
why does he need to be here? Like, couldn't they have just stopped the ships and then the fight happens? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that whole, like, kind of extra ticking clock with making his character hmm. kind of a hero, I'm like, he didn't really need to be here. The only reason he needed to be here was to explain to me what those fucking train tracks were, so when the fight happens later, I know what's going on, which I feel like anyone could have explained. That could have just been a scene. I, I, you, know, I, you know, they could have worked I that in. I didn't mind it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I do think you're right about he needed a button. I mean, all I needed was him to just be somewhere, you know, later on. Just so I know, like, no character should just run out of the movie. Or just kill <laughs> or him. kill him. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Either he should have died or I should have seen him later instead of I definitely lying. didn't want him to, like, show okay. up at the end where it's like, Killmonger's about to stab T'Challa and he, like, shoots him in the back and saves his life. I oh, didn't yeah, need that. No, if that I just I, meant, if I thought that, like, this, that fucking happens. If the only white guy in this movie is the only is, oh, is the yeah. true hero, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. But I just expected because, like, this movie, I have never seen a movie wrap up as fast. I like it is because when there's an hour left, Killmonger has this fight to become king, and I was like, wow, this is really what's gonna happen. Is because I'm like the rest of the movies, like. Not like in a bad way, but it's very cliche. You know exactly what's going to happen. T'Challa's not really dead. He's going to come back. There's going to be a fight. He's going to prevail. It's standard movie writing. But I was like, that's kind of weird. There's like so much of this movie left, but like not enough to like, you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, the any fight scene's going to be at least 20 to 25 minutes. Plus you got probably 15 minutes worth of them explaining where T'Challa so you're, you're, you're totally so right. So like, the, you've um. got no time left. The movie hits like two hours, and it's two hours and 14 minutes, and I would say it's like two hours and seven minutes before like the fight ends, and then it's seven minutes of the fastest wrap-up I've ever... Like, it's basically yeah. like, all right, he's back to being king. I think we've worked everything out together. Yeah, we're going to have to rethink some things. Now we're in Los Angeles. I'm going to open some Wakanda outreach programs, and I'm going to explain to the world who Wakanda is. All right, credits. And I was like, what the fuck, man? It, it reminds like, me of like when I'm they, uh, when I'm doing Dungeon Master and I'm like Dungeon Mastering a game and I realized that I've gone too long and I had this like chunk of plot I needed to get out, but I don't have time. So suddenly all the characters are being very expositional with everything they say. Like they're just cramming it in. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt very familiar. Um, no, you're totally right. There, there, there's moments that are, where the, the script almost moves like over where there's a clear edit where someone took a couple pages out like you can you can, i can almost feel it at yeah. points but um something i want to ask because we're, we're, we're probably getting uh, uh closer to the end here is is we've talked about how some of the fight scenes especially the last fight scene narratively has this sort of rushed like you know you know uh, uh wrap up and as you pointed out no repercussions but what about the fight scene it fucking self because we haven't even talked about any of the actual action in this movie there's some there's some very cool fight scenes and some scenes that I was just like eh. really like I personally personally the car chase scene I was like meh it didn't do that much for me it was I don't know, I don't know. Uh, uh, there was nothing there was some cool parts throwing a spear too. into, a, into a fucking car engine was like was doing doing something for me that was awesome but I also feel like they murdered at least seven hundred sure. via these for car sure. crashes they caused movie. this movie has an extremely high body count. But I thought I thought some of the stuff that was pretty cool at the end is um, his sister makes him a new version of his uh, Black Panther outfit that absorbs impact like the vibranium does, and then he can release it as like a kinetic yeah. blast. And there's a scene where he's like just being like wailed on, and these guys come running up to hit him, and or he's been punching, like flies all the way back across the the ground, so he has all this build up energy. And as they run up to him, he, like, bursts it, and they all go flying, and he just starts running while they're all still in the air. It's, like, a really cool-looking shot. And the fight scene with uh, Michael B. Jordan was fine. I found it somewhat confusing in times with the way they were cutting it because their costumes looked way too similar. Mm. Like, there wasn't enough. So sometimes I'd be like, I'd be like, wait, I wasn't, I wasn't focused enough, or maybe, you know, I just, I'm old. That's a possibility. But overall, I enjoyed the, I mean, I, the action scenes. There was some really cool stuff. I'm 100 percent on the action scenes. If I'm being honest, I mean, we got like like uh, late night like uh, claw like claw on tire street fights with spears and fucking laser weapons. We've got I love waterfall when the, fights. the bodyguard uh, the the bodyguard fight where she's beating up everybody in the uh, yeah Fuck casino yes. and she just like pulls that staff out and it just like extends however long she needs it. That scene was pretty cool. The first fight scene I thought was really cool. The one with him and uh, Mubaku was yeah, that his name? Mubaku. Uh, yeah, 
I thought really that one was good. Fight. I thought the one with him and Michael B. Jordan for King. I thought that one was actually pretty. It was weaker than the Mbaku fight, actually. Yeah, and it was also like kind of confusing because it's like, I don't know. The thing I got was I was just like, I don't understand. Like, why is he so bad at fighting now? Like, he beat up a dude who was like twice his size who wailed on him. He's beating up people left and right. I know he has superhuman strength then because of that thing he drinks. Well, I think he loses it. Sort of just like fight, right? Yeah, for the fight, yeah. But I'm, I'm seeing it's like, I don't know, the rest of the movie, he looks so impressive. And, like, you don't really see Michael B. Jordan's character do, like, a huge amount. And it just, I don't know, it's just kind of weird yeah. that he was like, all right, I'm better than him. And it's just like, why is he so good at fighting, like, traditional war, like, traditional fighting? It's not like it was like, all right, it's a marksmanship contest. And it's like, oh, no, he's so good at shooting guns. Like, they had mentioned he was a, a member of, like, the military and the CIA and stuff. It's like, I doubt he was going around getting in like waterfall uh, axe fights. <laughs> yeah, like 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 very yeah, very traditional knife fights with very exclusive. That's like day rules. one training in like fucking Marines, man. <laughs> also, I feel like if you murder the guy who's running the king fight, you don't have to let that guy become king. I feel like maybe that's a rule <laughs> that Wakanda should like when he commits a crime during the fight. Maybe be like that guy shouldn't be allowed to be king. Yeah, you, you might be right on that front. Um... <laughs> That one got me because they're all just like, oh, my God. I'm like, seriously, that's in the rules? You're just allowed to kill people watching it? Like, that's, you guys really need to get a better grasp on the, these the other, The other part of the, the the final fight has a bunch of moments that we didn't mention. A battle rhinos, folks. Yeah, the battle rhinos, I did not see yeah. coming. I, even, though they, even though they check off to them too yeah. earlier. I did not see people riding. Battle rhinos, um, like, like what we pointed out earlier, like the, uh, like the sort of cloak, the cloak uh, shields... Uh, phalanx. Yeah, that art was spear cool. fights. I mean, uh, battle shuri. The arrival. Uh, the arrival. Yeah, with those like weird can like shocker. Yeah, and like the dope face paint. And, and the, when I say shocker, I mean the Spider-Man and like the costume that comes up gross. to like the chin. You know what I mean? I really, I really like. Yeah, that a yeah. Lot. And I like that she has like uh, she's painted like traditional like. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Like she, like, like her battle costume uh-huh. is more traditional than like she is normally. I thought the that fact that cool. she has a costume like that, that whole, those fight scenes, and has cool. a costume earlier where she's just like in sneakers and like just looking like yeah, like yeah, she just looks like a like yeah, an just like, like a really cool teenager, <laughs> and then she's just like in battle armor yeah, yeah. with like shocker cannons, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, she like makes fun of uh, T'Challa, and then as she's walking away, she flips. Yeah, there's a what are those? Like, I actually in this movie, which is like a fucking awesome throwback to Vine, which is amazing. <laughs> I was so excited to see that. That's like that's like a super like like uh, meme joke from like from like uh, 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 Vine, all like the like you know black teenagers on Vine, like that just took over that platform. Uh, yeah, I, I I miss Vine tremendously. <laughs> So yeah, any uh, did you have any other thoughts? I was just looking through to see. No, I just like like I said earlier, I wanted to reiterate. Like I, I, I totally like even coming out of it, I'm like, man, there's parts I wish I got a little extra, uh, a little extra meat to them. Like 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 there's like like uh, Wakanda. Yeah, like yeah. a couple of the characters just felt thin, and I was sad about that. But that's just like me commenting on elements of it. I mean, talking as like a whole piece, I would. I, I, I actually having just discussed it here it, I would say this is a unique thing that I'm experiencing which is that I kind of want to go re-watch it because there's stuff that you mentioned that I don't totally remember and I want to go see it again um, yeah I would say my complaint of the movie is unlike my complaint of Last Jedi which I did not like uh, I like this movie my complaint is the stuff that's in it I wish they had removed some of the the, the fat so that we could have gotten because I, I feel like there's so much good stuff that like if it is true that there's three hours worth of movie I know they address all the stuff that yes. I want to see and it bums me out that that didn't make it to the movie so this if they do release that full cut I will definitely buy it because I just I feel like there's so much cool shit they must have put in that that last half of the movie which was probably like maybe two-thirds yeah. of the movie and i wonder if like the execs were like you can't be in wakanda for that long nobody nobody wants to see that or there wasn't enough action or something but so that's my my complaint is they just didn't i i wanted to see more of that stuff so i so overall uh i have a quick question ahead. for you uh okay or, or, or a question or two um how old would you think that chadwick boseman is uh, who plays t'challa if i had to guess 
just because I'm terrible at guessing names or guessing ages, I'd say he's like he's 30. forty. Holy shit! Can you believe that? That's a fucking forty. He looks younger than me. That's insane. And then um, uh, I was looking at some of the ages, and they really fucking threw me off. I couldn't believe it. Like uh, his his dad, uh, uh, T- I think it's Tachaka. The his uh, who's yeah. not in it a lot. How old do you think he is? I would guess he's in seventy four. Jesus. All right, I'm gonna quit. Guessing. I know. I just I wanted to ask a couple too. of them because, and Andy Circus is fifty three. What? <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have. If you had asked me how old he was, I would have said maybe in his late thirties. I would have just guessed that just because he had to be old enough to be in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> anyway, I just the ages of everybody in this movie th- like completely threw me. There's a lot of like forty plus people in this movie who look so much better than I do now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, oh no. I mean, I'm getting closer, but still very sad. I will say too, uh, I do love the like Wakandan accent. It's like mm. a mix of sort of. Like South African, at like the, the way they when they speak English, I I love that accent. Yeah, and it seems consistent, which I think is really hard to do. Yeah, because I, I I don't I mean I'm sure they modeled it after a specific. Right, but I've I've heard from real from a but it's I've very seen cool. like American actors like four American actors doing British characters in one movie, all doing different dialect like of versions, yeah. including ones that are totally not right and totally fictional. But everyone here has yeah, a consistent. I was in- comparable accent which i think was really hard, impressive yeah. yeah i was impressed how well uh, circus does a south yeah accent. you're right i didn't even think about that and and i like that they kind of tie him in to be like you know that motherfucker was for apartheid you know what i mean like yeah. they kind of build it up it is like he was one of those dirt bags that left when the country stopped being shitty and sort of became like a merc and i'm like oh this is there's some cool stuff yeah. in there um yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and guess you would recommend yeah, seeing it. Yeah, I'd recommend seeing it. I'd recommend coming with me to see it again. <laughs> if you're in Chicago. I think that's a good plan. I would recommend seeing it. Uh, like I said, if this is one of... I mean, I can't... Judging by how much money the movie's made, I can't imagine anybody out there is still like, I don't know if I should see it. But if you're on the fence, it is worth it. The, the fights are good enough. The visual the, costumes, uh, the, set pieces. Yeah, like even if... Uh, yeah, the movie is gorgeous enough, but it also has a, a really good story. I mean, I think that this is, um, this and Thor Ragnarok both got tons of tons of hype. I feel like this hype is way more deserved. When I saw Thor Ragnarok, I, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I was not as impressed. I was very impressed with this movie, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will probably actually see it again. Um, I might try to go see it with a guy i work with because he hasn't seen it yet so if i do i'm gonna look out for some of this stuff but i'll literally probably just stare and go you know google at all the the beautiful costuming well so hopefully this film will lead to tons more and marvel just released like six more movie dates all the way up to 2022 now and a lot of people are speculating that the they were holding off because this was the test that if black panther had just performed okay they wouldn't have done as many. They weren't going to do certain yes. movies. And with Black Panther doing well, they're thinking that's why there's so many in, in now, Phase 4. And they're saying we're f- Phase 4, and I hope that's true, because I'd love to see Marvel start going out into some of its like more unique. And if they get... Um, if the deal goes through with Fox, I would love for them to bring Storm. Yeah, because he marries uh, Storm, doesn't Black he? Black Panther series. Yeah, he married her in the comics, and it was like a very cool storyline. Uh, I'd love to see that... Like, I, we talked about this on one of the mini episodes before this is i you know i'd still love to see like a low budget squirrel girl that's like in the vein of ant-man like a comedy that's also really good i think they could nail it for you know 30 40 million dollars and it would easily gross that so i think that's it sorry for the lateness of this episode Um, but it's free content so did not work out fuck off yeah that is true uh as we talked about on the mini in case you don't listen to them we're probably going to start switching to releasing Friday mornings uh, just because we've been having a hard time with scheduling and it works out better to record on Thursday nights. So you'll probably start seeing the episodes on Friday morning or maybe even Thursday night, depending on when I upload them. You can always find our episodes at soundcloud.com slash NAOSpod where you can leave comments, uh, like them, subscribe. You can also listen to them on pretty much every podcasting app. So if there's one you like, you can download them through Stitcher, uh, Shoutcast, uh, 
I recommend Overcast because it shortens silences and boosts audio. There we go. That's that's an interesting also little Blue, thing. Blue there. Apron is a great way to get. Uh, <laughs> oh God damn it, Ben! We we do not been sponsored. In fact, Blue Apron has issued a cease and desist letter from ever even mentioning their product on an episode. Yeah, they're very angry. I think it's because I'm so fat. They don't want to be associated. They're like, my God, that man cannot be associated with our product. This this man who's eaten way too many pizza rolls cannot rep our food product. Yeah. This man who went to Five Guys for dinner tonight and ate two hamburgers probably should rethink his life. Um, this guy who was asked to leave a Taco Bell sober... Uh, uh, should definitely not be re- <laughs> recommending our, our meal service. Yeah, if you've spent $40 at a Taco Bell, you shouldn't rep Blue Apron. Well, that does it for me. So yeah. next yeah, next week we will be back with a mini episode. We'll tell you what movie's Woo! up next. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you back there. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for films, if there's a movie or a TV pilot you would like for us to do... Drop a line at facebook.com slash NAOSpod, or you can follow us on all the social media at NAOSpod, even though we use almost none of it. The future is today, and we just don't know it. So until next week. I just keep picturing Gollum with a South African accent and a cannon arm. <laughs> <laughs>